Hi, and welcome back to Know the Saints. On this episode, we'll be speaking about the transfiguration of our Lord. Jesus Christ took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, up on a mountain where Moses and Elijah appeared and Jesus was transfigured before them, his face and clothes becoming white and shining as light, and a voice came out of heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. You can read this on Mark chapter 9 from verses 2 to 13, as well as in St. Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 13, and St. Luke chapter 9, verses 28 to 36. On August 6, the Church celebrates the Transfiguration of the Lord as a major feast day. The Transfiguration is a theophany, in other words, a manifestation of God, showing Christ's divinity through the display of His uncreated divine light. This dates back to before 1000. In the Eastern Catholic Church, it was not widely accepted in the Western Church until the 1457 year when Callistus III instituted in remembrance of the victory gained over the Turks of Belgrade on July 22nd of the year 1456. Use of declaration reached Rome on August 6th and the date of the Feast of the Transfiguration was set as a thanks of offering. Our Divine Redeemer, being in Galilee the summer before, his sacred passion took with him St. Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, St. James and St. John, and led them to the heights of a solitary mountain so you can picture it. Tradition assures us that this was Mount Tabor, which is exceedingly high and beautiful and in those days was covered with green trees and shrubs. It rises alone in the midst of a vast plain of Galilee. It is here that God-men appear in His glory. While Jesus prayed, He permitted the glory which was always due to His sacred humanity, and of which, for our sake, not to alarm us, He deprived it. Obviously, to diffuse its brilliance over His whole body, his face was transfigured and shone as the sun, and his garments became white as snow. Moses and Elias were seen in his company by the three apostles on this occasion, and were heard discoursing with him of the death which he was to suffer in Jerusalem. The three were wondrously delighted with his glorious vision. And St. Peter cried out to Christ, Lord, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three tents, one for thee, one for Moses, and one for Elias. While St. Peter was speaking, 
Suddenly there came a bright cloud from heaven and blend of the presence of God's majesty. And from out of this cloud was heard a voice which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. By these words, God made known that in Christ they must recognize the one he had foretold to Moses, saying, I will raise that from among them a prophet like you. I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them all I command in him. If anyone does not want to hear the words that this prophet will speak in my name, it is, it is to me that he will have to answer for it. You can read this also in, on the Bible, of course, in the book of the Deuteronomy, chapter 18, verses from 18 to 19. When the Jews asked John the Baptist if he was the prophet, this was the expected one they referred to. The apostles understood perfectly now that these words, what these words meant. The prophecy was known to all who listened to the scriptures read each week in their synagogues. Hearing his voice, they were nonetheless seized with a sudden fear and fell upon the ground, but Jesus going to them, touched them, and bade them raise. They immediately did so, and saw no one but Jesus standing there in his ordinary state. This vision happened during the night as they went down the mountain early the next morning. Jesus forbade them to tell anyone what they had seen before he had risen from the dead. So, now that we have the New Testament, or as also it's called the New Covenant, God the Father speaks to us through his Son. What means? Do we have to hear his word? Which one do I use regularly? Which one do I need to include in my spiritual life? That'll be a good reflection. Or, to the contemplation of this glorious mystery, we ought to conceive a true idea of future happiness. If this idea enters our souls, we will think nothing of difficulties or labors we meet with here. But we'll regard with great indifference all the goods and evils of this life, provided we obtain our portion in the kingdom of God's glory. Thanks for your attention and for joining this other episode of Know the Saints. Thanks also for all your prayers, good wishes, comments, and everything you have sent. All your answers are welcome, comments, feedbacks. God bless, and we'll hear you until the next one.